Welcome to Generational Wealth MD's podcast on financial freedom through investing in real estate. My name is Param Baladandapani. I'm a mom, radiologist, real estate investor, and mentor to others looking to start or scale their real estate portfolios. Thank you for being here today. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with inspiration, strategies, and insight so that you can stop trading your time for money and live life on your terms. If you love the episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Hey guys, thank you for joining me today. Today I have a very interesting topic. Today I want to talk to you, for all those of you out there who are thinking, do I really want to be a landlord? I want to talk to you about the one question you should be asking yourself. And I also want to talk to you about options for investing in real estate without being a landlord. Okay, so let's get started. So the reason I wanted to do this particular talk was because um, this question was actually posed to me by a friend, I'm going to call her Dr. I, in April, which was a few months ago. Um, so she came up to me and she um, she knows what I'm, I'm doing. Um, so she's familiar that I invest in real estate. She knows about the community. So she came up to me and said, you know, I, I'm not really sure I want to be a landlord, right? So this was the question. And when she asked me this question, um, I guess it's always important to think about the backstory, right? So why is someone asking me this question? So the, the backstory is that at this point, she was frustrated with the performance of the stock market, right? Um, in which she predominantly had all of her investments. Um, she was on a partnership track that wasn't really materializing. And um, she was experiencing burnout as a physician um, who was working full time and had two little kids at home that she needed to take care of. And I guess her question was, do I really want to add something onto my plate, something as possibly time consuming as being a landlord, right? And what went through my mind was that this just reminded me of how the quality of your life is the quality of the questions you ask. And just to simplify things for her, because it can seem very overwhelming to take on something that is new, like like investing in real estate, right? So the question I asked her, which was the, the simplest question you should be asking yourself. So for any of you who are in a similar position and you're wondering, you know, um, is this for me? And you're not sure. I think the right question, I believe the right question you should be asking yourself is, how long before I want to hit financial independence or for some of you, it may be before I retire, right? How long before I get to that point? That's the question you need to be asking yourself. And I know this because in 2019 and 2020, I was in a similar position, right? I uh, I had been investing in the stock market and in real estate, uh, but I uh, at that time I was burnt out because of the pandemic and working full time and managing kids, no childcare. So it was a period where I was burnt out in um, you know in medicine. And uh, the year before that, 2019, I had had a rough career transition. I realized that I didn't really have as much autonomy as I thought I did. And so I was looking into my financial freedom numbers also. And when I looked at my portfolio and I was nowhere close to being financially free, um, I was less than half at less than half the number that I needed to be after 10 years of working in medicine. And I looked at my portfolio and I said, okay, I'm going to try to figure this out. I'm going to figure out the retirement calculator thing. And so I looked at my stock portfolio and my real estate portfolio. And I realized that at that time in real estate, um, I had a, passive portfolio, which meant I was investing out of state. Um, and I want to show you how passive investing in real estate can be, right? I was investing out of state. I had property managers taking care of everything. 
and uh, with those properties, and sometimes I'm ashamed to say this, but I will say this, okay, uh, I exaggerate the amount of time I was spending on that portfolio just because I think people won't believe me, but I was literally spending one minute a month just um, on the 6th of every month, I would go in and check and make sure the rents were paid, right? That's about it. Everything else was taken care of by my property managers. But when I looked at, compared my stock portfolio to my real estate portfolio, I realized that with a third of the money invested in real estate, I was generating twice the returns um, from my real estate portfolio compared to my stock portfolio. And this is factoring in everything that goes into real estate, not just the cash flow. So factoring in debt pay down and market appreciation that happened over time. Right. Um, and so this was even before the 2020 boom in real estate. Right? This was a steady national average of 4% market appreciation that was happening in that market. Right. Nothing crazy. And that's when I went and plugged these numbers into a retirement calculator. And I realized that if I were to predominantly invest in the stock market, it was going to take me 17 years to get to financial freedom. Right. 17 more years. And I was close to 40 at the time. And that was just unacceptable. So then I was like, OK, let's plug in the numbers for real estate and see what happens. And it was going to take me three years. Now, remember, it was three years based on that passive portfolio that I was creating at that time. Um, I actually hit those goals in a year because I started investing a little more actively in real estate just to accelerate my journey and get to financial freedom faster. So that's a possibility. Right. So what I'm trying to say is that the question that you have to ask yourself is, what are my goals? When do I want to get to financial freedom? What's going to get me there faster? And am I okay with the option that I am, the route I'm on at this point, right? And to understand this better, and for those of you who are thinking, wait, I want to tap into those retirement calculators, I have a great resource for you. If you go on to generationalwealthmd.com and you hop onto the resources section on there there is actually a, a free financial independence worksheet and retirement calculator that you can download um, the download also comes with a recording a replay of a previous workshop i did so if you want to just sit down absorb it and do this spend an hour to do this with your spouse it's a great thing to do if not just use the retirement calculator and the financial independence worksheet together they're going to give you a clear picture of where you are and where you're going the way you're going now i highly recommend doing this but uh, to give you a quick like an overview of what you need to remember and what the key difference is which makes real estate investing so much higher yield is because with the stock market and you know you have to realize that the last two years when I mean, not in the last few months but the last two years when the stock market had the significantly high returns when you're plugging numbers into the retirement calculator that is not what you're looking at you're going to be looking at two things for a stock portfolio. You're always considering returns during growth, okay? And why do I say returns during growth? Because returns from a stock portfolio during retirement are going to be completely different. And that's the important thing to remember. Now, what are the returns during growth for uh, for a stock portfolio? If you're aggressively invested in um, in index funds, in stocks, uh, without a significant allocation to bonds, we're giving that portfolio the benefit of the doubt, right? Your annualized returns are going to be, so if you're looking at average returns over decades, it's going to be around 10%, right? So let's this just, you know, we're not even being conservative here. We're giving, being as aggressive as we can with that number. So 10% is your re uh, return during growth. Now, the reason, and if you go into that retirement calculator, you will see a spot for a second 
um, ROI. And that second ROI is that with the stock portfolio in retirement, you can only safely withdraw 4% of that portfolio. And why is this? That is because to weather market volatility, you need to, you can't be invested entirely in the stock market. You need to split that portfolio between bonds and stocks to, you know, to make it more resilient, right? And to make it more, um, uh, so, so that it can withstand volatility and you also need to factor in inflation. Otherwise, you're going to be drawing too soon. So you can only safely withdraw 4% in retirement. When you plug that number in, that's when you really need to have anywhere from two and a half to five million dollars worth of, uh, you know, that, that portfolio needs to be that large, that nest egg, if you're investing primarily in stocks, needs to be two and a half to three and a half million dollars uh, to five million dollars, depending on how much you need, want to withdraw for you to comfortably retire. Now, why is that different for real estate? That's, again, it just boils down to the returns. Now, when you're looking at investing in real estate, that shift between ROI during growth and ROI during retirement doesn't necessarily exist because you're not shifting asset allocation. Real estate is inherently inflation adjusted. Uh, when inflation is high, your rents are going up and your property prices are going up, right? So you don't have to factor in inflation. It's already inflation adjusted. Now, when we talk about real estate, again, investing in real estate is a spectrum. And I've always maintained this. There are so many different ways of investing in real estate. There's no one path and the returns are going to be different. So let's talk about two predominant ways of investing in real estate. So if you're investing in syndications, right, if you're a limited partner, and you're pooling in your money with other people who are going to be managing the asset and you're investing in multifamily apartments, that's syndications, then your average annualized return is going to be approximately 20%, right? So that's your average annualized return. Um, and that 20% stays during growth and in retirement doesn't necessarily fluctuate, right? So that's what you're gonna be plugging into that calculator. Now, you could also, and before I move on, I wanted to uh, give a huge shout out to all those of you who invested with us in the the last syndication um, in Mesa, Arizona. Um, thank you so much for all the trust you placed in us. Um, um, again, when you invest in syndications, you are tapping into leveraged real estate uh, where we're forcing appreciation. And some of you may be able to tap into those tax strategies also. Um, and so you're getting those higher returns. Um, and we always, always committed to bringing you uh, conservative deals in strong markets with experienced operators. So thank you for that. For those of you who are interested in partnering with us in the future, again, if you go to the resources section of generationalwealthmd.com, you can find a link to uh, get on a list where you'll be notified of any upcoming opportunities. But so that's one way of investing in real estate. That's through syndications. The other way is direct ownership. I'm, I'm a huge fan of direct ownership. And that's because with direct ownership, your ROI and that ROI stays the same during growth and returns is anywhere from 25% to 70%, right? And why that difference? Now, if you're using leveraged real estate, but you're doing it the way I was doing it till 2019, where I'm, I was completely passive, I wasn't going in and doing a rehab. Uh, I was, I had a property manager who was completely taking care of it. Your ROI can be anywhere from 25 to 40%, depending on which market you're investing in. But if you are doing a rehab and forcing appreciation or tapping into those advanced tax strategies because you're a little more active in your real estate portfolio, your returns can be anywhere from 25 to 70%, right? And that's the number that you're going to plug into that calculator. So I highly recommend that you take a minute to know where you're going, um, to know what your ROI is, to know what your goals are, to plug that into that retirement calculator. For those of you who've been in the community for a while, hopefully you've already done this. Um, and this is hopefully one of the 
first resources that you tapped into. For those of you who are hearing about this for the first time, again, go to generationalwealthmd.com. The resources section, there is a free financial independence worksheet, workbook. There's a workshop you can listen to if you want to. There's a retirement calculator and make sure you plug in the ROI of your current portfolio based on what you're doing today and see, it tells you how long it's gonna take you to get to financial independence, right? I want you to do that. Now, for those of you who are thinking, okay, great, but I don't really want to be a landlord. I don't want to deal with, they call it the four T's, toilets, tenants, trash, and I think the fourth one is termites, right? Uh, well, then you're like me, okay? So I'm not a big fan of being a hands-on landlord either. I have, we have so many members in our community into in the coaching program, Creating Generational Freedom, who are gung-ho, want to self-manage um, their, even their long-term rentals. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're one of those people, great, you get you're rewarded for it with higher returns. But for those of you who really don't want to be dealing with any of that, there are two ways for you to invest in real estate and really not have to deal with any of those four T's. So the first one is is what I mentioned previously, use a property manager. So this is what I did when um, I was managing my long-term rental portfolio initially. It was out of state. I, to date, have not seen those properties in person. Uh, but I went in and I trusted a, a, a better team, someone that I um, got great references for. And this is what I highly recommend for any of you doing this and you tapping into property managers to be completely hands off. Make sure you have a great team with great references. For those of you who are considering the Creating Generational Freedom program, a big part of it is connecting you to those teams, teaching you how to run numbers and find the right market and educate yourself so you're doing this right. But if you are doing this the way I recommend you do it, then you could be spending as little as two hours a month on your portfolio being uh, a long-term rental investor. And hopefully if you're investing in short-term rentals, you could, again, you could do this with a property manager, right? Hopefully if you're doing it yourself, you're only spending two to three hours a week, even if you're managing it yourself. But if you are using a property manager, you totally can even for a short-term rental at the right time. Again, if you're trying to tap into the advanced tax strategies, that may not be year one, but year two, or you may just start off with a property manager that's completely fine, depending on what your strategy is. You can use a property manager and be hands-off. You could use a co-host and stay hands-off and um, and still as hands-off as you need to be, right? So there are multiple options. So you're reducing the amount of time you spend on your portfolio to less than two hours a month. You're still getting those significantly higher returns. Like we talked about, higher returns means you're gonna get to financial independence that much faster. And that's why you want to focus on it. Now, um, the second option for those of you who do not want to be hands on with your real estate portfolio um, is when you invest passively with someone in a syndication, like I mentioned before, because even when you are building your own portfolio and you are um, handing it off to a property manager, if it's your own portfolio, you need to educate yourself. And um, the initial stage when you're in the acquisition part of it, before you hand it off to the property manager, you're probably spending anywhere from two to, depending on how active you want to be, spending anywhere from two to 10 hours a week on your portfolio, just setting that up, right? So that may be like the first four to six weeks where you may be a little more hands-on. So for those of you who find that overwhelming or who um, don't even want to be spending that much time on getting things started, if that doesn't make sense to you, but you still want the diversification, then a way to tap into real estate and um, tap into the magic of leverage, um, tap into forcing appreciation rapidly to increase a property's value without having to wait for market appreciation. Some of you may even be able to uh, have significant tax savings 
from bonus depreciation, especially if you have passive income. So if we want to tap into all of that, that's when you could consider investing passively in syndications with others. Um, and uh, you are going to get those 20% annualized returns, um, which is, again, significantly higher than what you're going to get in the stock market when you're comparing average annualized returns, right? So apples, uh, so you're equalizing it. So it's still significantly higher than what you're getting in the stock market during growth and then five times higher than what you'd be getting during retirement in the stock market. So really know your numbers, go plug that into the calculator and I've given you two great resources. If you want to learn more about the Creating Generational Freedom program or want to invest with us passively in syndications, both of those, um, those links are available in the resources section of Generational Wealth MD. But, uh, and then there are those, those of you who may want to do both. Again, that's an option. A lot of members in our community are doing both. Whatever works for you based on your goals, based on what your saving rate is, based on how much time you have, and based, of, based on how much tax savings you really want in your pl overall plan, that's going to be different for each of you. Figure out what makes the most sense for you. And um, and just the, the whole point is I don't want any of you flying blind, right? Ask the right questions, know exactly where you want to be, know exactly where you are, and figure out how you want to get there. Coming back to Dr. I, she, in the last few months, she's acquired two properties. She's on to property number three. She decided to go with a, with two toddlers and a full-time job. I completely understand she wants to go with a passive buy and hold strategy. She joined Creating Generational Freedom, tapped into our teams. Uh, she's hooked up with an excellent property manager. So she just acquires and the property manager takes over and she still gets those significantly higher returns. Now remember, her returns are going to go up year over year because with real estate, uh, your cash flow is incre increasing every year because uh, your rents are increasing with inflation over time but you, your biggest expense is your mortgage which is fixed when you get a conventional mortgage and therefore your returns are increasing um from your returns from cash flow and so your overall returns are increasing over time so she's tapped in she's doing what is right for her um and she asked the right question she listened to the answer and uh, the, so the question for you now is so ask yourself this question figure out what's right for you and you know your options you know how you can invest in real estate passively um, and spend as little time as you want to. You know what your options are. I hope you make an informed decision. If you're interested in learning how to invest in long-term and short-term rentals the right way, so you can accelerate to financial independence with the support of mentorship, community, and vetted investor agents in strong markets across the country, then get on the waitlist for the next cohort of Creating Generational Freedom at www.generationalwealthmd.com. You don't have to learn from decades of costly mistakes by yourself. The program is only open for enrollment in the spring and fall each year. In the last six months alone, our members have acquired over $60 million of real estate, and more importantly, they're living life and practicing medicine on their terms. You don't have to do it alone. I hope you've been inspired by this episode and are ready to take action. Your feedback means the world to me. If you found value in what you heard, I would greatly appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate the podcast, leave a review, and follow the podcast. And if you really like the episode, share it with a friend. Your ratings, reviews, follows, and shares not only motivate me, but they also help others discover the show and join the community. So please share your thoughts. Let me know what you liked and even what you'd like to hear more of in the future. I can't wait to hear from you. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes. And until next time, take care.